What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. I am already loving being here with you today. And we're going to talk about one of my favorite, favorite topics. In fact, the the thing that inspired this show today and this topic today uh, was that I spent a few hours this morning working on my book. Yes, I am finally going to publish my first book. Yay, I'm so excited and uh, pushing myself outside of my comfort zone to do that. And, and I was writing this part of the book, this chapter of the book that talks about comfort zones. And so I thought, ooh, why not talk about six ways successful people stretch their comfort zones? You know, truly great entrepreneurs aren't satisfied with comfort. Pushing their own limit is how they get to greatness. They're willing to really push those limits, face their fears, and go outside of the norm. Okay, so yeah, today we're talking about comfort zones, and we're going to talk about what they are, how you define yours, and how it defines you. Now, everybody has one of these so-called comfort zones. You you probably know what I'm talking about. It's that, that mental space that you live in where there are boundaries, and you feel an, a sense of emotional security with your work and your decision-making and the things that fit inside of those boundaries. But as soon as something comes up where you have to push those boundaries or go outside of your comfort zone, you may become fearful and you may begin to manufacture all sorts of excuses around why it isn't possible and why you can't do it and why everyone else gets in your way and why the economy is this and why the world is that and why your your faith doesn't support you in this way and your beliefs don't support you in that way. You'll come up with any excuse there is, uh, right down to, oh, my computer always breaks down or, or some of these more lame excuses, things that we could get around if we wanted to, but we don't try hard enough to get around. Now, what distinguishes successful people from everybody else is what they do with their comfort zone and what defines their comfort zone. There are those people who are perfectly happy, staying warm and cozy in this safe little box that they've built. And then there are those who constantly push and test the limits. Now, you already know which person goes on to be a successful entrepreneur, right? Now, I'm not suggesting that a comfort zone is a bad thing. There's a reason for the comfort zone. And remembering that it 
it grows and expands and it becomes small at times and limiting at times. Either way, it's there to protect us, okay? Otherwise, we may be all jumping out of, off of cliffs and out of airplanes and, and doing crazy, crazy things that are way outside of our comfort zone, even taking emotional risks that are way outside of our comfort zone that we are not ready for. So in some ways, it also protects us from taking on more stress and anxiety than we're equipped to deal with. If our beliefs are so strong that we can't, and I say that quote unquote, expand the comfort zone, that usually means that you've taught your unconscious mind that it's more painful to do new things and take chances than it is to deal with the stress of holding yourself back. Let me go into that a little bit more. So if you believe, for instance, I'm going to take a global belief, okay? We'll talk about global beliefs and and uh, personal beliefs. If you have a global belief that says the economy is holding you back from success and you can't grow your business or you can't bring home a paycheck because customers have stopped coming because the economy sucks, okay, then that's exactly what you're going to experience. But when you let that belief go and you you turn it around, you kind of turn the tables on it and say, okay, so what kind of particular opportunity can this economy bring to me? Then a world of possibilities open for you. Now, eventually, the familiar routine of your comfort zone, it's going to keep you from learning new things and experiencing new things that are potentially good for you. But it's also likely to prevent you from building a thriving business. Right, You're going to have beliefs. Everybody does. And again, like I said at the top of the show, sometimes people push through these beliefs. And that's what defines a successful entrepreneur from a wannabe successful entrepreneur. Because we all have these limiting beliefs, okay? We all have these these walls around us that make up our comfort zone. Let's explain a little bit more. Let me explain a little bit more about these walls that I mentioned, okay? So imagine that you live in a box, because we all do. This box represents our paradigm, the things we believe in, the rules we live by, and it's also referred to as our comfort zone, and I've explained a little bit of that. These walls are made up of varying shapes, sizes, strengths, and textures of limiting and not-so-limiting beliefs. They're made up of wonderful memories that have taught us wonderful things about ourselves, about others, about our environment. And they're also made up of not so wonderful memories that have left behind beliefs that can be very damaging. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I had a, a young gal in my office the other day who, who was, who was beautiful. And, and she was, I wouldn't say she was petite, but she was thin. And, and she believed with all of her heart that she was morbidly overweight. Okay. And, and she was far from overweight. She wasn't at all overweight. Uh, so, so there was a belief system behind that. She's not valued. She's not good enough. She doesn't count. All of these things came from her life experiences, mostly parents. And, you know, I'll, I'll say it, there's a caveat to that too, that even though parents can cause emotional harm in ways that they don't necessarily intend, 
it doesn't mean they were bad parents, okay? Because this comfort zone, this paradigm that we're talking about, also defines how you respond to the things you see, hear, and feel, okay? So your father may may have said something to you or your mother or an aunt or a teacher or whatever that you took as as being a sign that you're not good enough or smart enough or that you're not worthy, that you're not loved, that you're not appreciated or valued, okay? And, and the reason that you took it on that way is because your walls are made up of lots of compounding beliefs that led you to take it on that way. You were being more sensitive or you interpreted something wrong. So I notice for myself, for instance, if I'm going through a very, very stressful period in my life, that if someone cuts me off in a conversation, immediately, instead of thinking, well, okay, that was rude, but what they have to say must be very important, I go to, oh gosh, I was boring them. What I was saying had no value to them. I'm not important. I can default back into those really old settings, even though I've done my work. But because I've done my work, I realize it right away. And I say, oh, nonsense. Okay, they need to learn how not to interrupt. <laughs> and and I stand up for myself in a very polite way. You know, I'll, I'll wait until they pause. And I'll say, well, let me just finish my story and we'll come back to that or something along that line. And I let go of those beliefs that it's about me because I can tell you what, 90% of the time when someone does or says something that you find offensive, it's about them and it's not about you at all. It's about their own comfort zone and their own paradigm and the work that they need to do. I think that's a really, really important thing to realize. So that kind of gives you an overall very basic view of how you've created your paradigm and of what this comfort zone is made of. And yes, it can get very uncomfortable, but as I said, it keeps us safe because it holds us back from doing things that we are unconscious, at least at, a, at an unconscious level, we believe is damaging to us, okay? So there comes a time, though, when you reach that tipping point, right? And you say, oh my gosh, the pain of being in the inside of this box around defined by this this paradigm I live in is getting so great. I can't put food on the table or or you know, I'm becoming very unhealthy or I don't have any friends and I can't stand it anymore. There are circumstances that you'll recognize as becoming too great and thus beginning to outweigh the fear, the difficulty, whatever it is that is keeping you from expanding that comfort zone, from going outside of that comfort zone. So we we need to keep track of our feelings, of the intensity of our emotions, of the physical sensations of illness and feelings like and things like anxiety. Anxiety is not a feeling. It's it's a physical response, uh, but things like anxiety and uh, all right, when we come back, we're going to talk about those signs. We're going to talk about some things that you may notice and uh, well, of course, what you can do about it. And we're going to go into those six ways that successful people stretch their comfort zones and, and that that's what makes them so very successful. 
and you can do it too. There's no reason that you can't stretch your comfort zone. This is Marla Tabaka. You'll find me at marlatabaka.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu, Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, Check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And so here we are talking about those comfort zones, that paradigm that you've created, that you live within. And, you know, one of the tricky things about this paradigm is that we don't always know that we're living within a belief system that isn't the norm or isn't supportive to us and our environment. Uh, let me think of an example like that. So, so if you believe something with all your heart that, uh, I'm trying to think off the top. Okay. Here's, here's one. Um, I've met so many people who were raised in a household that was like really, really strictly like God, fear of God, kind of, you know, God-fearing family, as they say. Religion, to this degree, can be 
a very damaging create very damaging belief systems to people, okay, because they find that they inhibit their growth and because there's some conflict in what is said and in the actions of of the, the parents and and uh perhaps siblings and people in the community. Okay, there's all often conflict involved there. So that creates a paradigm that that you may grow up believing that religion or faith or God or what have you is bad or doesn't exist, right? Because your experience of it was not pleasant when you were a child, okay? And so you may believe that with all your heart and that anyone who practices faith or is spiritual is wrong, because and, and they just haven't caught on yet, okay? I run into this all the time, really, really, really frequently. But what you don't know, you don't know, right? You just don't. And because that's your experience, you believe with 100% of your heart and soul that you are correct and the rest of the world is wrong. You don't understand at this point that this is a limiting damaging belief that can be holding you back. Now, a belief like this, maybe not even centered around religion or faith, um, but a, a similar type of belief is is something that can be changed. But because you don't know that it's it's not supportive, it's not in your best interest, you don't realize you can change it because you don't want to change it at that point. Okay, but you'll know that you need a change at some point. And I said going into break that we are going to look at some of the tip offs, right? Where you've reached that tipping point where the comfort zone becomes uncomfortable and it's, it's a time for change. So here are some of the things that you might see. Excessive stress, stress beyond, beyond everyday stress, you know, beyond deadline stress, excessive stress. And you might, Know that because you'll pick up physical sensations in your body. Your shoulders may become very tense all of the time and not, not seem to ever retreat to a relaxed feeling. Uh, you may have intestinal issues, heartburn, things like that. Um, your, your mind might be reeling. You might not be able to sleep. You know, you have extra, excessive stress when these types of things begin happening. And that's a great sign that it's it's time to look at your beliefs and get to work. Okay. Now you may go the opposite direction. You may go to boredom. If you're constantly bored, you're saying you're bored. Again, you're not living true to your values. You're not getting out there finding things that are resources for you to grow and have an active and wonderful life. So again, time to look at the comfort zone. If you're engaging in, in a lot of self-criticism and self-deprecating language, then that's another comfort zone um, warning sign. Okay, if you believe that you are to this or to that, or you can't do this and can't do that, or what have you, and and you start bringing that out in conversation, then or thinking about it a lot, that's a great sign too. If you find yourself being envious and jealous, really, really strong sign. Now, most people wouldn't relate this to, to, uh, comfort zone issues, right? But if you're living life to your fullest, right? If you're out there enjoying life and challenging yourself and growing and learning, 
right? Then there's no reason to envy anybody. You can look at them and feel inspiration to grow and to move forward and to do other things rather than get stuck in that envy trap because that's an ugly trap that is going to do nothing but pull you down. Okay. Now here's one you may not, may not think of as obvious, but another sign is that you're surrounded by negative people. And the reason I say that is because we attract like attracts like, right? We know that for a fact. Scientifically, like attracts like. And if you notice that everybody in your life, your friends, your peers, your employees, uh, everyone in your life is, is kind of on a downer, well, that, that's because that's who you're attracting into your life. So it's time to change that. Now, we can't always choose all of the people we hang out with. But I myself have have outgrown friends in the past where where they've just kind of been left behind in their negative paradigm and and I've chosen to take on new, more uplifting positive beliefs and and I've chosen that I can no longer be in those relationships. It's not painless and it's not fun and it's not easy. But there are times in life in which we have to move on. And you know, we see that through the very you know, when you look at the divorce statistics for crying out loud, people change and people are choosing to move on. So we can't choose our family, right? You're not going to change parents or siblings, but we can choose to interact differently with them. We can choose to disengage from conversations that are strongly negative and to either try to take them in a different direction, or I know that's hard, um, or change a topic or just not contribute and then do some work after you, after and before you leave their, their company so that you don't take on all that negative stuff. <laughs> okay. If you're feeling, and again, I touched on this a little bit above and excessive stress, but if you're feeling anxiety, growing anxiety about your situation, if you're an entrepreneur, it's very possible that you might feel money worries and that those are getting worse and your environment is, is demonstrating to you that they are getting worse. You're not able to pay a bill or, or to buy something you sorely need for your, your business. If you have growing anxiety around that or you see things like that happening, ding, ding, ding. Ah, you're not pushing the limits of your comfort zone at all. And again, we talked about declining health. Declining health, you know, our physical state of being is in direct correlation, a direct response to how we think. And that is another thing that we absolutely know. In fact, 90%, 92%, something like that, of doctors uh, interviewed in a research study done by the AMA said that most of the visits that they get from patients are stress-related, okay? So stress is causing illness. And, uh, oh, there's a very wonderful book out there by Louise Hay, Heal Your Body. Um, and it, this book will actually tell you what thought patterns are related to what illnesses and vice versa. Uh, this is a fascinating book. Okay, here's here's the next sign that your comfort zone needs to be pushed a little bit or a lot. <laughs> and that is if you find yourself making excuses. Now, you, again, we talked about this earlier. You may not know you're making excuses. You may absolutely believe that the stale economy is causing your business to go under. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. 
It is not. The stale economy, if you want to look at it that way, offers other opportunities to grow your business. It offers a chance to recreate yourself. It offers you an opportunity to go into a different kind of business. It offers opportunities, okay? So if you're making excuses, oh, I ran out of time today, or oh, I got interrupted so many times today, oh, the economy is really holding me back, that's a great sign that your comfort zone uh, needs some some work, okay? Because uh, successful people don't make excuses, period. They just don't, Okay. And of course, the obvious, if your business is stagnant or failing, then again, let's take a look at that comfort zone. If your life feels stagnant or failing, let's take a look at that comfort zone. If you're not doing the things that you most enjoy in life, let's take a look at your comfort zone. Do any of these sound familiar? If they do, it's time for a nice big stretch. And I've got some little baby steps ahead that we can talk about so that you can grow and change your world. And we'll discuss those in the second half of the show when we come back from this upcoming break. And it's, you know, there are some really, really wonderful tools out there that are going to help you through these paradigm shifts. And I'll talk about some of the exercises and, and the tool, the, the magic weapon, secret weapon that I use in, in my business that you've heard me talk about before in this show and even over in my ink articles. We'll talk more about that as well because I want you to walk away from from this recording or this show if you're listening live, and I hope you are, uh, feeling a sense of empowerment and feeling like you know exactly what you can do next to begin to create a shift in this paradigm and to begin to stretch those more malleable walls of your comfort zone and, and maybe um, take the walls that feel too strong and too immobile to shift and stretch and, and start doing some work on those because that's where we begin. We have to start chipping away at the walls. Now remember, not everything in your walls is limiting. Some of the beliefs really, really support you. If you have a strong faith, for instance, and, and that gets you through the more difficult times in life and takes, you know, brings opportunity and drops it in your lap. That's a very, very supportive, wonderful belief system. Okay, if, if you believe that when it comes to math, you're a genius, well, that's going to support you in a lot of ways in life. You're, you're going to be able to take risks and, and, and push a little bit when it comes to areas that, that mean exercising that part of your brain. So you've got really wonderful beliefs that create your comfort zone and really limiting beliefs that create your comfort zone. So when we come back from this break in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about some, some tips and some tools that uh, you can take a look at. And you know, I'm always open and interested in your ideas for this show. So please email me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Are you stuck in a rut? 
wondering if there's more than a nine to five? Do you ever yell out, is this all there is? Then join Alaska Coach Keith's radio show, where we'll focus on transition, career revitalization, and freedom. Keith will discuss tips and tricks for developing and living to our highest potential. It's time we dusted off our dreams and became alive with purpose. Keith will share lessons he's learned from a 20-year study of career engagement, motivation, and personal leadership. He'll interview experts and authors who know both struggle and triumph. You may even get a chance to bring your biggest challenge to the radio for an on-the-spot coaching with Keith. Join Alaska Coach Keith each week. Conceive. Believe. Achieve. Heard every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And here we are, stretching your comfort zone. Doesn't that feel good? Stand up and take a nice big stretch, you know? It's the same thing. You're stretching and exercising your body, and you need to do the same thing with your mind. But we forget. We forget that we have to exercise our mind and stretch those those comfort zone walls and our belief systems in order to be happy and successful and get the things we want out of life. And that's what my new book is going to be about is, is how we can get the things that we want out of life and, and what holds us back from it and how to change it. So I'm excited to bring that to you. So the first thing is, this is important, accept that you are less than perfect. Okay, are you afraid of of what others may think of you or of letting other people down? I get that a lot from my clients. I'm so afraid to try things and and to to shoot for success because what if I try really hard and give it everything I have and I can't make it and everybody will be disappointed in me and I'll let everybody down. Oh, I hear that all the time. Okay? Usually the rules that we create around how to behave so others will accept us are nothing but self-imposed, ridiculously high standards. Okay, so you got to bust out of that. you got to stop thinking about what others will think because the people who count are going to love you anyway, okay? And there is no such thing as failure. So get that out of your mind. You may not have 100% success in the exact goal or or whatever it is that you are out there attempting to achieve, but you will learn from the things that don't work and go back and recreate it or something like it until it does work. That's the difference, again, between people who are successful and people who are not. People who are not successful get too caught up in what others will think and afraid that they're going to let others down and that they allow that to paralyze them so that they just don't do anything. Now, that will let others down, okay? If if you're not living into your potential and, and not at least trying to achieve your happiness and your success, then yeah, others will feel let down. So shape that up a little bit. You know, get out there and do something a little crazy to start breaking through this what will others think of me thing. Do something fun like dance in the department store, you know? Okay, 
I'll admit, my kids were mortified when they were little, and I used to dance in the department store, but it was fun, <laughs> and and it kind of broke us out of the norm, out of the stagnant. Go to karaoke. Go to a karaoke bar and sing. Do something funny. Do something you think you can't do to break the illusion of perfection and um, come on down and join the rest of us in the human race, all right? Because I've got news for you. You're not perfect. You're not. No matter what your ego tells you, you are not perfect, okay? Now, in a sense, I would argue that point in saying that we were all created in perfection, but we were also all created as humans who are meant to experience imperfection. So there's a little twist to that there. Okay, so we're talking about breaking the illusion, doing something fun, starting to break these rules. Also, break the fear barrier. Think about what you're really afraid of. Think of a goal that you have in your mind. Okay, um, mine might have been to write my book. I've I've kind of had that on the back burners of my mind for two years now, and it would feel very uncomfortable to me when I would think about it. And I had all sorts of this ego stuff caught up in, in it. You know, what what will people think of it? What if I sound stupid? What if I'm not enough of an expert? Ah, da, da, da. Oh my God! It went on and on, right? But I did some work on that, and I broke through those beliefs, and I broke the fear barrier. So one of the things I did was made a list. I made a list of all of these beliefs that were associated with writing my book, including, oh, it's going to be so much hard work. And, you know, you want to include everything from, from fear of spiders to fear of financial devastation, even death, if that's part of your fear. And, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, there are a lot of people out there struggling with life-threatening uh, diseases and conditions. So if that is, you know, really a part of your, of, of your fear-based thinking, write that down because then you can take it deeper. Okay. Then ask yourself, is this really true? Okay, am I going to experience financial devastation if I took this chance with my business? Okay, maybe it's a possibility. I don't know your situation, but then what's the worst case scenario? And start breaking it down. Usually our fear is based on the unknown. Once we make this list, we break it apart and we really start thinking about it, then we kind of know the parameters, right? We know what could happen. We know how likely it is, okay? Uh, of all the entrepreneurs I've ever met who have experienced what they might define as financial devastation, they've all survived. They've all gotten back into a home that is theirs, even if it's just an apartment. Um, they've all come full circle and have gone out to try it again, or they've gone back to work for a little bit and gotten back on their feet. They've all survived. So looking at that, asking that, that very, very sensitive yet freeing question of, is that really true? And what's next? is going to be very helpful for you. Now, make a plan to face your fears one at a time and begin small. If you have a phobia, reach out to eliminate that phobia. You don't know how powerful that can 
that can be for you, how freeing that can be. I have a dear friend who was literally afraid of the phone. There's got to be a name for that phobia. Every time the phone would ring or she would have to make a phone call, she would go into paralyzing fear attacks and panic attacks. It's crazy. We never know where it came from. We never knew or figured out exactly where it came from, but we were able to change it. And it has changed her life. It was the beginning of a new life for her. Seriously, think about it. Think about it. If you were incapable of using the phone successfully, of sounding intelligent on the phone, of being prepared to answer questions on the phone, of reaching out to clients on the phone. Now, one of the tools that I use for fears is called the Emotional Freedom Techniques, also known as EFT or tapping. It has an amazing track record of curing phobias, eliminating fears, shifting limiting beliefs and mindsets. And this is a tool that I referred to earlier in the podcast uh, as my secret weapon. Okay. Knock these fears off your list one at a time. And you can introduce yourself to a technique like the emotional freedom techniques. For some people, hypnosis works. For some people, therapy. For some people, they can just manage to to do some journaling and some writing and maybe talking to peers or family about it. But they can you can find ways to conquer these fears. So the emotional freedom techniques, as I said, for me, is the fastest, most direct path um, in my experience and in my own life and with those I love and with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of clients uh, over the years. I have found that traditional just talk therapy is, is great at one point. It's great when you really do just need to, to purge what has gone on in your life or to face some, some negative history in your life. Okay. But the emotional freedom techniques, the tapping isn't about that. It's about going back and um, changing the effect that those memories and those events have on you yet today so that you can be free of the limiting beliefs that have created them. All right, so it's very powerful. And if you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to my website, marlatabaka.com, and click on the tab that says uh, EFT Tapping. Or you know where to find me. Give me a holler, and we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about how it can change things for you. Another powerful way to break through limiting beliefs and fear barriers are um, is, is sort of a, well, it's a reprogramming of the mind. And you can do this with affirmations. And, you know, you may not believe or understand the power of affirmations, and I don't have the time to go into that in this show, but there is a part of the brain called the reticular activating system that actually changes when you create affirmations. And there are other parts of the brain that change as well. And when you do these, when you make these changes and you create this change, then the potential for attracting something better, something different is far, far improved and stronger. So it's, it, affirmations are very powerful, but here's a trick. People, oh, people sometimes create affirmations for themselves with a lot of negatives in them. Okay. So I will not be fat any longer. 
or I will not think like this anymore. I will not be poor anymore. I will not have, not have a problem paying my bills. You know, anything with a negative in it is not an affirmation. Well, it is, but it's affirming negative. Okay. Speak in the present when you create your affirmations. Uh, I am wealthy. I do pay my bills on time and I'm grateful for every check that I write and the means to pay them or, you know, speak in current tense and present tense and as if it is. And then before long, your subconscious mind is going to start jumping up and down and saying, yay, yay, this is the truth and start to send signals to the brain to shift the way it thinks and the things that it is open to receiving and the things that it sees and experiences. It is not just magical, but it's science and uh, it, it's it's just mind boggling. So keep your affirmations very positive. Keep them in present tense not in the future, because if you say, I will, that means the future, which may never come. It doesn't come. Tomorrow never comes. Today is here today, but tomorrow never really comes. Okay. So think about that. And uh, it will help you to collect other data that supports a more positive, uplifting belief system. Also, keep at your affirmations for 30 days before you begin to judge whether or not they're working because it takes 15 to 30 days to get that little subconscious mind to start jumping up and down and saying, yes, we can do this. Okay. You have taken years to create these limiting beliefs. It is not going to change overnight. Although I believe that's possible and EFT does make that more possible, but with a slower method like affirmations, you know, it's just not going to change overnight. Okay, so give it time. Give it time to work through and just be patient and believe in yourself and in what you're doing. So I've got four more little tips for you when we come back from this break. And uh, if you have any questions, you, again, you always know where to find me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com or you can just go on over to my website, MarlaTabaka.com and fill out a comments form. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Evermore, people have the means to live but no meaning to live for. 
These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel. The inspiration for the movie, Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection. With host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's The Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. All right, and so we are here talking about your comfort zone and when you might want to shift and change it and stretch the confines of those walls and when it becomes uncomfortable. And uh, our next point is is about very specific goals. So let's face it, there are some things that just aren't meant to do alone. And if you're a solopreneur or an entrepreneur who has, you know, another another goal that you want to achieve that seems daunting or overwhelming, you know, it's time to go out and get help. So get a partner, get a peer, get a support mechanism in place. I'll give you an example from from my own life again. You know, I had this dream of producing and presenting an amazing, empowering women's conference for women, you know, based on these very same type, types of topics. And as for women who who are dreaming of success and have achieved a certain level of success, but they're not getting quite to where they want to be. And I dreamed about it and didn't do a whole lot more about it. I would, you know, like I had the logo made and that really pumped me up because it was outstanding and did things like that, but never really started to pull it together. And then one day my coach said to me, you know, that's just not something you take on all by yourself, Marla. And I got it. I woke up and I thought, really? I don't have to do it alone? It's my comfort. I don't have to do it alone? What? This is news to me. Woohoo! I needed a partner. And so I started doing these very things that we're talking about today, surrounding myself by different people, opening my eyes to the possibilities, putting it out there, talking about it. And within one week, within one week, I found someone who I'd known all along who was the perfect partner for me in making this event come to life. And so I was more than willing to share the stage and it, this make it happen event, uh, took place this past September and it was amazing. It was fun to create. And boy, I'll tell you though, did I have to stretch the limits of my comfort zone? I really did. I mean, I had to push, push through things that I felt were absolutely right because that's all I'd been exposed to. And Deb, Deb DeSandro, my partner and make it happen, you know, she helped me see that maybe there was a different way to do things and vice versa. 
you know, we, we bought heads a couple of times around certain things, but it was a growing experience and, and it was wonderful. And so it actually happened in September. We had almost a hundred women in attendance, which is outstanding. And we made money, which is unheard of for a first event. So I'm very proud. And still today, I went to a luncheon on this past Friday and there were two women there who had been at this event and still were talking about how much it helped them change and break out of their comfort zone. So, wow. Okay, here's another one. Detach and accept. Your comfort zone keeps you in a very predictable space, okay? You usually know what your day is going to look like, right? You usually know what's going to happen. But a fear of the unknown will keep you stuck forever. So the trick here is to let go of your expectations and accept the results of your actions. Now, what I mean by that is to go ahead and take risk in measured amounts. Go ahead and dip your toe into things that feel uncomfortable to you. And that's how I got going on my book. That's the next thing I did is I I said, oh, you know, just forget doing this and doing that. You don't have to have the whole idea in, in this perfect little frame, Marla, just start writing. And I'll tell you, when I first sat down to start writing, I, man, my heart was pounding. I was tense. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. But I took the risk and I sat down and I did it. And then that was when I started to see the potential and the possibilities and, and shed those limiting beliefs around it. So if you're designing a new consulting program or rolling out a new product, do it in little bits. Don't think you have to design and take it on all at once. In fact, I advise you against that because as you do roll it out, you'll find that certain aspects of it are going to demand change. And you'll know that by your your clients and your customers' responses to it and the feedback that you're going to gather through your marketing. So don't go gangbusters and risk losing it all. Gamble with something you're willing to lose. These losses teach you something, such as how to, how to make the product better or market it differently or package it differently. Look forward to the outcome, whatever it is. Even if you feel like you're risking something, look forward to exploring that risk and dealing with the consequences because it is far better for you than wondering and sitting back on, you know, just sitting back wondering what would happen if you ever did. Now, we touched on this one a little bit earlier. Hang out with somebody different. You know, we choose our friends and peers based on what we have in common. Instead, try to find somebody who's a little crazier than you, somebody who's out there, somebody who's got bigger ideas. Choosing the company of people who go further out on the limb will bring out your adventurous side, okay? For me, I'm one of these people who has to have friendships with with different people, people who are really different from one another, all of my friends don't fit into the same type of mold, okay? One might might be unorganized and a little zany and crazy and, and say what is ever on her mind and not really give a hoot about what others think and, and who's always out there taking on a new adventure. The other might be very reserved and very predictable in some ways, but is also very comforting to be around and, and someone with whom you can have, you know, maybe deeper conversations. And then, then there are the others, you know, just it, the list goes on and on. I have all different types of friends. Why? Because each friend I have 
enhances a part of who I am that I want to bring out or enjoy or um, live into. Okay, so if you're not adventurous enough, if you don't feel like you're getting out there enough, find somebody who is and hang out with them and and observe and take a, a few lessons from them. All right, it's important to do that. And remember, you know, who we hang out with really represents the the sum of our wholeness, okay? So you want to make sure and be around successful people. You want to make sure that you're open-minded and that you observe the benefits of being more daring. You know, I was I was reading um an article the other day on a on a research paper that said that People who were put in a room with pictures of faces that indicated fear actually responded in their amygdala. This was done with brain scans, the part, the fight or flight part of the brain. Their amygdala actually responded in a fear response, just being around those fear-based expressions. It's amazing. And you know what made this experiment even more amazing? Is the, the, um, scientists, well, they were, uh, what were they? Behavioral, probably behavioral research scientists. I don't remember, but the people doing the research decided, okay, now let's put these people in a room with, with pictures that have the fear expressions on. But, you know, it's a different, a different group of people, but not mention anything, not say anything, not ask them to study it. These pictures are just going to be around. They're not even going to necessarily be aware of seeing them. We're, we're going to keep them busy. We're going to keep them engaged in conversation. We're not even going to that topic. And you know what? The amygdala <laughs> responded in the same way with a fear response. So the mere energy of having those images of the, in the room with them, created at an unconscious level of fear response in these people. And I'm sure, I wasn't there, but I'm sure that they could feel it. And I'm sure you could tell by the energy in the room. Okay, the last tip today is imagine. Imagine your success. Do some imagineering. Imagineering is beautiful and it's critical. If you spend just a few minutes Every day, visualizing your success or your dream coming to fruition, you will become more willing to take the risks associated with it. I promise you. Give your brain a break and just daydream about it. Let go of the outcomes. Don't get connected to it. Just daydream. You'll be amazed at those results. Okay? Again, there's a very scientific brain science explanation of why visualization works. Okay? The brain responds to this visualization in a very specific manner. And so the more you do it, the more likely change and positive change is to come into your life. So you've heard of vision boards, perhaps. If, if you don't know what a vision board is, look it up in Google. Just search, how do I create a vision board? And read a few different articles and find one that resonates with you. And do it. And then spend time with that vision board every single day, feeling, actually stepping into the feelings of, of achieving what is on it. Okay? Go ahead, break the silly rules, get out of that comfort zone, 
you can start by doing simple things like laughing more, enjoying life more, taking breaks, doing, you know, going to comedy clubs and things like that to start breaking through the confines of the limiting aspects of your comfort zone. And you'll find your life changing. The more you do, the more improved your odds are of eradicating those limiting beliefs and replacing them with uplifting, supportive, positive, wonderful beliefs that will take you to where you want to go. And that is what successful people do. You can be one of them. This is Marla Tabaka, and I love being here with you every Monday at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. So I hope to see you again next week. And again, you'll find me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Please don't forget to go on over to Inc.com, Inc.com, and check out my articles. You'll find those at Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And you'll see, oh gosh, three or four years now <laughs> worth of articles like the on these types of topics and other business-related topics that I hope you will benefit from. And if you have thoughts, ideas, suggestions, or questions about any of my work, any of the things that I stand for, please reach out to me. I truly do love your support and love your inquiries and love hearing from you. This is Marla Tabaka, and we'll see you here on The Million Dollar Mindset next week. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for being a part of The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and